All right. Father, we thank you that you are so safe and so forgiving and so kind. But we also thank you, God, that we can trust you because you're not a man that you change your mind or change what you think about things. You're just the same. And I am so grateful that you came and revealed yourself to us through Jesus and made a way that we can know you. Thank you for your salvation. And we pray as we look at this word today that you would teach us, Jesus. Just reveal yourself to us, God, because we really love you and want you. Amen. This is from the Gospel of John, and it's chapter 14. All right. So the first slide there is the beginning of the chapter. What has happened before this chapter is that Peter, bless his heart, has actually said to Jesus, I'll just like follow you wherever. And Jesus said, you know what, Peter? You know what, lay your down, down your life for me. What is actually going to happen is just before he goes to the cross, you're actually going to have denied you even know me at all three times. Peter goes, that will never happen. And you know, that is actually what happened. But he's just told Peter this was going to happen, told him before it happened, which is often what God does. He tells us stuff before it happens, which enables us to get over it afterwards. All right? Because afterwards, Jesus was very kind to Peter and said, all right, get up, Peter, basically feed my lambs and gave him a job to do for the rest of his life. So that's our Lord. But he let Peter know who he really was. And we are the same as Peter. Everything good comes from Jesus. He's the one that actually enables us to live this life before heaven with a purpose. Okay. So at the beginning of this chapter, Jesus is, is comforting his disciples and he, it, he knows he's about to be separated from them and he knows that that's going to have the consequence of them feeling very out of it and shocked and, and traumatized, imagine. Okay, because he's been able to raise the dead, heal the sick, walk through the crowds, so it's like he's invincible. Okay, so then he says to them, do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God, trust also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms, and some translations will say many mansions. All right, so there is a habitation for us in heaven. He says, if it were not so, I would not have told you. Now think he's invincible at this time. He is telling them stuff, which is actually their future, which is actually our future, because this stands for us now too, all right? I would have told you, I'm going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back. So he's not going to prepare heaven and then just go, oh, where is everybody? (laughs) All right. He comes back and I'm going to take you to be with me that you also may be where I am. And then he says to them something that is very, um, really profound. He says to them, you know the way to the place where I am going. You know the way to the place where I'm going. Anyway, he knows them really well. So now this isn't on a slide, but this is what Thomas says. And remember Thomas, after Jesus was resurrected, was the one who said, I'm not going to believe unless I see his, um, the holes in his hand, you know, and be able to put my hand in his side, which the Lord turned up supernaturally, and that's exactly what he could do. But that hadn't happened yet. So Thomas, in his honesty, says to him, Lord, we don't know where you're going. So how can we know the way? He's thinking like we think, something to do with now, 
something to do with this world, okay? And then we've got this scripture, Jesus answers, and this is what I've given the kids to, to, to work on in their sheet. He goes, not just to Thomas, but to them all, I am the way. This is the context of this scripture we know so well. And the truth. I am the truth. I am the life. No one comes to the Father, to that mansion in heaven, except through me. If you really knew me, you would know my Father as well. From now on, look at what he says here. You do know him. You do know the Father. You do know him. And you have seen him. This is a mystery of God. We'll go into it a little bit further. You will never be able to fathom the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit in our finite humanity. We are never going to be able to box our God, have it tied up with a neat bow, and throw it around like we're the boss. That is never going to happen. God is so way beyond that. Our job is to worship him and to love him. That's what we created to do, to walk with him. We are not God. All right. So then Philip asks another question and he said, Lord, they're asking deep stuff. Show us the Father and that will be enough for us. Uh, another translation says that will be satisfying. That will satisfy us. Show us the Father. That will be enough for us. Okay. So we've got a, 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 a slide there. Jesus answers Philip now. They're all getting into it. He says, don't you know me, Philip? He's just asked, show us the Father. He says, don't you know me, Philip? So Jesus is saying, I'm the Father. Right, okay. Don't you know me, Philip? Even after I've been among you such a long time, anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. Oh, wow. How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and that the Father is in me? Mind-blowing. So far beyond the three dimensions that humanity lives in. Mind-blowing. This is the joining of heaven and earth, the universe and finite earth. This is the joining of Almighty God, the Creator, in a situation which is beyond our brain. All right? But Jesus is saying, all you've got to do is know me. It's not hard. I am the way. I want to encourage us with this today because the world's going crazy. It is. There's so much out there that just completely baffles me that intelligent thinking people are grabbing a hold of. We were designed to be very simple and trusting and very creative and adventurous. And at the same time, very intelligent. We were actually created to rule this earth that we're on. In the beginning, the animals and everything submitted to humanity. Dogs didn't run out and bite you. So a lot has happened since, the, since sin came in through Adam and Eve. But Jesus is showing us who God is. He was so kind to come, leave heaven and come. Okay. So then... Um, he starts to explain. We don't have a, a, a slide. He's saying, don't you believe that I'm in the Father and the Father's in me? And the words I say to you are not just my own. They're not just here representing myself. 
Rather, it's the Father living in me who's doing his work. So now he's saying, okay, it's the Father working in me on the earth here. They've been watching him. It's the Father. Believe me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. Or at least believe on the evidence of the miracles themselves. And anyone who ever got a miracle from Jesus, and they would be questioned and hammered by the religious people of the day, would even say, I don't even know him, but I know it must be good because I'm healed. Or it must be God because God does good things, you know. And he makes blind eyes see and, uh, you know, the lame walk. All wonderful things for humanity. And then he says, I tell you the truth, anyone who has faith in me or who trusts in me will do what I have been doing. I must encourage the church with this this morning. Guys, don't give up praying. You know, there's a guy called Martin Arles who represents the Australian Christian lobby and he goes on social media and he's a lawyer. So he's been ordained of God to be very articulate, articulate to our society, to our culture. He says things in a very simple, straightforward way that we all, in, in layman's terms, that we all actually totally understand. It's a gift, all right? And what he said, actually, which was profound, this week he said that the rains have come, but the meteorologists told us there would be no rain in January. And then he actually didn't leave it like that. He actually cited, like, the Australian newspaper, um, things that have legitimate voice in our nation, where that was said. And it was said to us, to prepare and not waste water. It wasn't for evil intent. It was said to actually help the community. But it actually didn't happen that way. Jeremy just shared with us this morning and, and Sonia that they were coming home from up north where there's been flooding up in Queensland and the, and the rains were literally behind them. And if they hadn't got home when they did, they would have been cut off and not, and not been able to get home today. So uh, it has not happened like the meteorologist said it would happen. So although we have all of that intelligence... And that ability to see and to forecast through the intelligence and the data that we have, there is God Amen. who listens to the prayers of his people, who actually we move his heart, we move his hand. That is a very real thing. I was reading in the Bible, honestly, this just this week, when God was going to do this and this and this, it's in one of the prophets in the Bible. And then the prophet cried out to God and then God, it said three times God relented. And it didn't happen. God relented. And it didn't happen because he was listening to his friend, his beautiful creation who loved him so much. He was crying out and saying, God, please don't do this. And he went, okay. And he actually didn't do that. That's our God. That's the relationship we have with him. Look what Jesus is saying here. I tell you the truth. Listen to this for your life. Don't give up. We're going to see a breakthrough, you know. It's because we're discouraged because we've seen so much praying and not a lot of fruit with our natural eyes. Don't give up praying. It's all in the seasons and timing of God. He's just asking us to be faithful. He's saying the same today. He says he will do even greater things than these because I'm going to the Father and I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Son may bring glory to the Father. This is not about us. It's for the glory of God in our world. You may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. You know the covenant over Israel? Honestly, I have a heart for Israel, so I'm connected to a lot of stuff that the media would never put on about Israel. Even this week, there have been many rockets fired in, and they've got this Iron Dome thing, and uh, they've all been, you know, and some of them did get through but landed where there was nobody. And then there's retaliation, but the, Israel, the Israeli army retaliates to specific targets, whereas the ones coming in are to randomly try and kill as many civilians as possible. This is not on the media. But uh, this is going on. But the fact that aside, 
There's a covenant over Israel which actually displays who God is. And God will not be mocked. And God is God. And we are asked to pray for them. That's just one of the things we are asked to pray for. Don't you think that maybe it's the world would have to actually sit up and think, just like they used to do in the Old Testament when there were armies coming against Israel and they couldn't beat them. And the thing they said at that time was, oh, my goodness, we don't stand a hope because of their God. It's still the same. They're not saved, generally speaking, but I tell you what, there's a whole lot of workers in Israel that God has sent there. I know some of them personally, even from my friends in South Africa that have been sent to Israel to harvest in Israel. To harvest for Jesus in Israel, it's time. But the fact of the matter is God is God and his covenant is his covenant. So when he says, pray and ask in my name, then we need to do that. But there is a rider to that. It's just not random, any old thing and I'll live evilly and just expect God to be my puppet. It's not that. All right. I'll show you what he says about it. There's another slide now. If you love me, you will obey what I command. Now, that will deal with the attitude, the worldview of your life, what motivates you and everything, yeah? yeah? And then Jesus said, I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counsellor or helper to be with you forever. The spirit of truth. So if you're loving God, you see how you can't put God in a box? Because now we've got the introduction of what Jesus is showing his disciples. Me, God the Holy Spirit, and the Father, we're all God with you. Okay. He's introducing this. You're not going to be alone. I'll explain. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. Jesus is currently with them and he will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. God the Holy Spirit released after the death and resurrection of Jesus. Right? We need to get back to these, like we in our culture now we'd say 101 for dummies. We need to get back to these absolute foundational truths on which we base the entire existence of our lives for all of eternity. That we are in God. Okay. So now he explains again. He says, there's no, no, no slide for this. Before long, the world will not see me anymore. Okay, he knows he's going to the cross. Doesn't want to, doesn't like it, because he's feeling pain like a human being, trauma like a human being, sadness like a human being, incredible sadness. Before long, the world's not going to see me anymore, but you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. So he's saying, but you're going to see me. You will see me. Now, they're going to see that he dies. But he's going, you're going to see me. Not the world. All right? Because I live, you also will live. On that day, you will realize that I'm in the Father. And you are in me. And I am in you. Look what he's doing. He's letting them know beforehand so that they can step into it. And they're little minor things like Thomas going, Jesus goes, Thomas, okay, here we go. (coughs) Stick your hand in my side. Check out my hands, okay? All these little things. We sang about it. I will sing a hallelujah. It's going to overcome the doubt and the fear. I will continue choosing to believe God even though I don't believe. 
I will continue to do that until I do believe. I will continue to do that and praise him because I know that I'm actually pitiful, poor, blind and naked and I don't even have any authority or say over any of my comings and goings. Really, I can determine my steps, all right? I can determine what I want to do, but I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. My brother-in-law, the other day, he was going to work in America. He was going along and there was a guy in front of him on the phone which we're not allowed to do, not in America either, and he heard a toot and it was it's all snowing there and he thought the toot meant go and he did a U-turn in front of my brother-in-law who went straight into him and now he has a broken sternum, this, 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 whatever, and he didn't know that was going to happen on the way to work that day. Honestly, he didn't determine that and that's a bad thing or something good may happen to you. You may, you may meet your husband or your wife and that will change your future, like me meeting Tim. And it changes your future, and God takes you on a new journey. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. What did you say, Michael? <laughs> you are a result of that, mate. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> yes, he does. He does. He does. What a privilege and honor to have such beautiful parents. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking for trouble. Let me tell you what, I'm looking for big trouble. He is bigger and cleverer than me. This is true. All right. Okay. And then he goes on to say, say um, whoever has my commands and obeys them, he is the one who loves me. So can you see the lifestyle? Can you see the company? And so when you ask in his name, where are you coming from? So you're working together with the Lord. You're living together with the Lord. Yeah, all right. He who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love him and show myself to him. Then Judas, but not Judas Iscariot who betrayed Jesus. There were two Judases, all right? This is the other Judas. He said, but Lord, why do you intend to show yourself to us and not to the world? Good question. Yeah. Jesus replies, and we've got a slide. If anyone loves me, he will obey my teaching. He's not going to throw himself around in the world of sin, which is going to be dirtied and sullied and manipulated, like our world does, and conned, you know, and pretended to. He's not going to be involved in that world at all. He's in a world of purity and righteousness, integrity and justice, kindness and hope and faith, heavenly world. So he says, if anyone loves me, he will obey my teaching. My father will love him and we will come to him and we'll make our home with him. So that is a permanent 24-7 everyday thing. He who does not love me will not obey my teaching. These words you hear are not my own. They belong to the father who sent me. That's the answer to Judas who says, why not the world and only us? There's the answer. It's we work in love. We work in fellowship. We work in family. All right? And we promote the kingdom of God, not the other stuff, not the worldly stuff, which is under the dominion of Satan, who is the head of the world. Only on this earth, that's all. It's very limited. And then he goes, okay, all this I have spoken while still with you, but the Counselor, the Holy Spirit, or the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Remember this. So even if you don't have a Bible with you, 
even with, in any circumstance, when you are wanting to have some kind of a counsel, some kind of a communion with God and you need him, that every single piece of information, every heartbeat of God that has ever been placed in you, the Holy Spirit will bring it up. That's why we need to be in his word. We need to be listening all the time to what he's saying. You know, just like our memory, we can remember things that people have said to us and how it actually is and go, no, no, but it was like this or like this. It's the same with God. So we build a relationship with him. Okay. And then he says, peace I leave with you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. Do not, I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. So it deals with our hearts. There's a lot for our hearts to be troubled about right now. The world is living in fear, and fear does a terrible thing. It divides people. That's what causes a lot of wars and stuff like that. You know, it's all fear and, and domination. And it, it, Jesus doesn't deal in that. He deals in love. And his perfect love actually gets rid of the fear. And he said it himself to his disciples who needed this counsel because there was going to be a lot to fear. They would be in the Garden of Gethsemane when someone, a whole um, contingent of soldiers, would, would a detachment of soldiers, would be turning up armed in, in the olive grove where they just having a prayer time and arresting him. And, and there'd be a lot to fear. But he's saying beforehand, I'm telling you, do not let your hearts be troubled. There's going to be a process and a, and a procedure which has got to be worked through, but it's going to be worth it. And you're going to have the, me with you. The Holy Spirit is going to be with you. And I'm preparing a place for you to go to so that there's not only a hope, there's also a future. So it is not just for now. It is forever to come. I know this sounds so simple, but in this world, this is our baseline. This is the foundation, the rock on which we stand. It is God himself. Okay. So do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. I was reading just in my daily devotion. I know I haven't said lots of little funny stories and stuff today, but that's okay. It's just not one of those days. The kids got chocolates, though, didn't they? Mm -hmm. Yes, I know. They scored. I, and I actually just wrote it down at the end of my slides because I thought, oh, I need to just say this. Hebrews 1, chapter 3. It, it's talking about who Jesus is. The sun is the radiance. The sun is the brightness of God's glory. So what we saw manifest, actually live and breathe and move on our earth, which we read about in the Bible, in the New Testament, through the Gospels, with Jesus himself being quoted, is the radiance or the brightness of God's glory and the exact representation, the expressed image, the exactness of his being or his person, of God. So who Jesus was when he made himself a man was revealing to us again. He, he was right there in the Garden of Eden, but sin happened. Jesus came back not only to redeem us, but to reveal the character of God, the character of God. So what I've been reading to you today is the heart and the character of God to you who are his children, not to the world who thinks it's foolishness. And before anyone is saved, they think it's a load of rubbish. 
But the revelation is beyond the 3D we live in. It is supernatural. It is into the he- it is joining the heavenly with the earth. It is a much bigger thing. And it actually says in that scripture, the sun is the radiance, the brightness of God's glory. He's the exact representation, the ex- express image of his being, his person, sustaining or upholding all things by the word of his power or by his powerful word. So here we have Jesus explained as the one who sustains and holds the whole world together. He is God. And God the Holy Spirit is our helper and our counsel. And God the Father is our safe place who holds us close. All authority, God in one. Be encouraged, church, because Jesus has said that he has left us with a supernatural peace. That it, worry is not going to change one thing. In the end, you know what it does? It just makes us sick. And everything just goes on. Because worry is an internal thing. Peace God has given us. And in this thing, Jesus has said, come to me in my name. Talk to him, go to him about everything. Everything. Chloe put on social media a an encouragement to our church. There was a prayer. If you're on social media through um, ground level chat or whatever it's called, there was a prayer request to say a newborn baby was born. And that baby was one that had been waited for for a long time. And then when she was born, she had a brain, a brain bleed. Oh, what? You wait for this baby forever and a day, and now it's born and it has a brain bleed. And, the, and, the, and this was the friend of someone who comes to our church. And so the prayer went out, and we prayed, didn't we? Yeah. All the prayers, well, there were things saying we prayed. Anyway, we went to the prayer meeting on Thursday. The little baby, newborn, is fine. She's fine. Blood spilled into her brain. That's a real thing that happened. She is absolutely fine. Thank you, Jesus. We've got to move into thinking, oh, no. To knowing that God is very intimately involved in us. In our existence, he loves us and he loves people. Okay, let's pray. Father, we hear um, your heartbeat. We understand, Lord, your love for us and the sacrifice you made making yourself a mere man to have to go through death to be the perfect lamb and sacrifice pure sacrifice that could pay for our sin. We thank you for the freedom that has brought us, Lord. And we pray today, Father God, that just as Michael preached the other day, God, that you would continue to teach us and give us discernment, Jesus, and that we would know what is right and true and noble and good and what is wrong and of the world and not your kingdom. And Father God, that as we walk with you, Lord Jesus, that this peace that passes all the understanding of the world would literally be the very portion which sustains our divine health. And we just thank you for that supernatural impartation of your Holy Spirit, that you said that you're not only with us, you're in us, God. And thank you, Lord Jesus, for the future of heaven and for the, uh, the absolute surety, God, that there's a place prepared for us. And God, we cry out and pray to you this morning for all those that we love and all those that you have made that are breathing now on this earth, that you would oh, somehow or other get through to them, Jesus. Because I know your will. You don't want anyone to perish, God. 
but without you we do. And we pray for precious people, God, the ones that even in our community here and in our city, God, that we have been asking you for and pray that you would reveal yourself, Lord Jesus, into a place with each person that you would be irresistible. And we thank you, God, for your mighty power that sustains all things, for the seasons that come and go, for the break in the in the drought that has brought rain, God. It's so unexpected and, and so surprising, but amazing, Jesus. We just, Lord, literally throw up our hands and our hearts in your presence and say, we sing a hallelujah, a hallelujah. You are a mystery revealed in Christ. And we thank you for sharing yourself with us, Lord God, our maker and our creator. Amen. 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 Um, thanks, Chloe. Thank you so much for that word. Who is encouraged?